0: And welcome to the EFCER Multiplication Podcast. I'm Brian Donahue, one of the members of the Multiplication Team for EFCER, and I'm also the Planner and Lead Pastor of Pursuit Friends Church, Network of House Churches, really looking forward to this conversation today as I have the privilege of talking with Pastor Matt Close. Let me read uh, for you guys, by way of introduction, a little bit about Pastor Matt. He grew up in Beloit, Ohio. He and Sarah started dating in 2000 when they were both 16. They married in 2006, now have three children Lila, Josiah, and Leland. The family resides in St. Clairsville now. After graduating from West Branch High School, Matt attended Malone College, now university, before serving 10 and a half years in the U.S. Navy. For one year, he led worship at Winona Friends Church in Salem. Prior to coming to East Richland, he spent five years as senior pastor at Mount Pleasant Friends Church. Matt holds his Bachelor of Science degree in Religious Studies from Liberty University, my alma mater, and I have my same exact bachelor degree hanging on the wall in front of me here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and also has a Master of Arts degree in Quaker Studies with a focus on pastoral ministries from Barclay college. While not currently enrolled, he's also working on a doctoral degree in church leadership through the University of Cumberlands. Matt and Sarah value family time with their children. I dig that a lot as I'm also a father and family guy. Matt join, enjoys playing guitar and is also a sports fan who follows all of Cleveland sports, the Buckeyes, Pirates, and the Penguins but we won't fault him for those last two. He's still a brother in Jesus Christ. Amen? He will gladly share stories of his sports cards collections with you. I never knew that, Matt, that you had a sports card collection. Some more vital information about Matt. His favorite color is purple, don't you know? (laughs) You can ask him why. Maybe I'll ask him that in a few short moments. And Sarah says he is quite the barbecue pit master specializing in beef brisket. Matt is now part of the board of directors of Camp Gideon this year, and today is all about Camp Gideon and the work that's done through this camp to make disciples and further the influence of R's part of kingdom building in this region. Matt, my friend, how are you doing today, brother?
1: I am doing fantastic. I will tell you what, that I did not know what to expect for the introduction, so uh, that was quite. A, it made me sound really good, so I'll take it. So.
0: You know what, I, I think you are really good, my man. I I just uh, try to make you sound as good as possible, except for the pirates and penguins thing. I don't know what that's about, but
1: you know, there were there there really wasn't a hockey. I mean, there's not like a Cleveland
0: hockey uh, team. That's know? true. So I grew that's up in Northeast
1: true. Ohio, so everything is Cleveland, and, you know, the the Columbus didn't exist at that time, and uh, so uh, I grew up with Mario Lemieux and Yamir Yager, so what are you going to do, you know? Right, right. And the Pirates have never been good, and also they rarely <laughs> ever play Cleveland, so it's like, it's just as close, so you know, I love yeah. baseball, baseball's the sport I love the most, and so, Hey, Pittsburgh's right there, so I don't mind going to a Pirates game. Now, I vomit a little bit when I drive over the bridge and see the Steelers' stadium. But right,
0: it's- right. All right, all right. Well, I feel better about this situation now. You've <laughs> described it well. I think we can be in true friendship and, and communion together as brothers in Christ. So yeah, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks, man, for spending uh, this time with me today. I know you're a very busy man with a lot going on. Uh, let's start our conversation about Camp Gideon, uh, though, with your specific role in this season. Do you want to kind of just describe what you're doing and uh, what the whole Camp Gideon team is doing uh, this season to move the hardened mission behind Camp Gideon forward? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I've been on the Camp Gideon board for a few years, and I really didn't get involved in Camp Gideon, and so I moved back to Ohio. So at the end of my Navy career, and, and so I've only been involved with Camp Gideon in a leadership role. So I attended camps, which I attended Quaker Canyon Camp in Damascus when I was a kid, uh, youth camp when I was younger. I've been to camps in North Carolina, Ripley, West Virginia, um, and then over towards Columbus as well, both as uh, a teen and then also as a leader. So I wasn't really involved in Camp Gideon until I moved back and into a leadership role. And so I got connected with the camp while I was attending Winona Friends and uh, recruiting in the Navy, uh, but then joined, joined the camp board a couple of years later and started to get involved in the summer ministries there. And so I've been on the camp board for a few years and just this, this past year, uh, we had some uh, turnover, some new blood, some new vision for the camp and stepped in as chair to help build the the camp team moving forward, which is, is the position that I have um, right now. So, um, yeah, what else was included? In oh that yeah,
0: question? no problem. Thanks. Thanks for answering that question. The, the other one was what's kind of the whole team going? What's your focus this year? What have you been doing to prepare for the summer, get the camp going? And what's your theme? Let's, let's talk about the theme of it yeah, what, what's,
2: what's the thing?
1: So, well, you know, the camp really had a lot of struggles, which most camps, have had especially through this pandemic that we've all gone through basically lost a whole year of of camping and and livelihood and funds drying up and and those type of things and having to really uh rebuild the camp and so gathering together as a board just saying we 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 don't know if we can keep going
0: mm, yeah
1: but we realized that we felt so strongly that the camp was important. And so it was just like, do we just throw up our hands and give up and, and say, Hey, we can't do camp getting anymore. We need to sell a property or we need right. to make the most right. out of it. Or what do we do? Uh, but there were so many of us who just felt like camp is important. Um, and, and there's a few reasons for that. You know, camp, provides and I guess that's the that's the conclusion that we all came to and just Mm. felt so strongly about that that camp is an important part of ministry. And then the question is, well, why is that? Mm. Why why do you need a camp instead of just having churches, instead of just having ministries or having retreats or going to seminars? Why why do we have to have camp? And that's really what we kind of narrowed our focus down and came to the conclusion of is that camp provides a few different things that it's very unique. You know, one of those is that there's a temporary community at camp. It is Mm. community based in a specific setting, That specific setting being God's creation out in nature, in the, in the outdoors and camping also provides a specific style of leadership and challenge Mm that you don't get in everyday life and you combine that then with spiritual objectives of either evangelism, spiritual growth, uh, Sabbath rest, uh, team Mm. building and camaraderie. And you've got this kind of unique, you know, four pillar structure of, of things that you don't get in any other environment. Yeah. And so it, it, those things are just so unique to camping and we go, Why would we give this up? We have this beautiful hundred plus acre uh, property that we can come together on. It's a resource that if we lose, we will likely never get back because we would have to purchase some other giant portion of of property. And so we go, if we can make this work and if it's God's will that we will continue to minister in this way, then we have to give it a,
0: a shot. Yeah. I love a couple of things you said there towards the end, Matt, is if it's God's will, so that shows a willingness to be engaging with God in prayer as, as a board of directors as to, Lord, what do you want to do? You know, not, not just making it a logistical question, but giving room for faith to be a part of this, that, you know, God, as Christians, we walk by faith daily. And oftentimes we don't know what, you know, we just know we need to obey God with our yes and take that first step. But oftentimes we don't know what the next step, we don't even know what the conclusion of being faithful is. And when you talk about a camp and staffing and upkeep of the property itself, making sure everything is safe for the people that are going to come and enjoy the property, um, and just the logistical day in, day out of running it, the, or getting funds to operate it for all those things. That's a big step of faith. And so I appreciate hearing, hearing you say that for this season, um, the board really felt like God, like God was saying um, keep going this year. Right. I mean,
1: we sat in meetings and it was like, okay, we don't have any people. We don't have any money. (laughs) There's, there's maintenance that needs to be done. Right. Uh, There's no time to even make it happen this year. Yeah. Uh, You know, (laughs) and, and it was like, what are we doing? And then we just kept coming back to it though. This is such a unique ministry, and and I would I would even call it you know sacred. I know we don't oftentimes like to talk about holy ground right. as Quakers. You know that maybe <laughs> seems a little bit foreign to us, but you know I love that aspect of holiness of mm-hmm. being set apart. Is that we have this property that is specifically set apart yeah. for God's ministry in these unique areas, and as we kind of sat in those meetings and went. There's no way that we and and we're even told, you know, there's no way you can make this happen. There's no mm. way you can make this happen. There's no way you can make this happen. There's a million to one chance that we could have camp this year.
0: Yeah. And
1: us going, but it's a valuable ministry. Yeah. And then coming to the end of the season and saying, We learned so much. We were able to put it together. We were able to to survive and and minister and make camps happen. Uh, without any time, without any money, without any people, <laughs> uh, which we've been able to build something brand—not brand, uh, right. brand new—but uh, because there are so many who worked hard in the past decades to to get camp to where it is today. Yeah. Um. But God made it all work. You know.
0: Yeah. So so, so there's space there for God to work and for him to get all the glory and honor for everything that happens at camp this summer. That's um, already happened with different things. I know there's different things that have already happened and been going on. Um, and I, you know, I love that. And again, I, w- I want to make sure like, like conversations about money are important. Conversations about logistics are reasonable, <laughs> right? And logical and necessary, Right. Um, But I I love that at least for this season and this year that um, there was freedom to say, let's trust God with this another year and put it in his hands and see what he wants to do this year and who he wants to minister to this year. And I just know, like in my heart right now, as I'm watching you, Matt, as I'm listening to what you're saying uh, and I and I thought about about thought back about my experiences with Camp Gideon as a youth pastor taking a couple youth groups there and my son we did father son weekend last year and my son talks about it almost every day still and um it really impacted it was the best week of his, or you know two days of his life I feel almost you know he had such a great time and felt so connected um with that place and with the people there And I just know that for this season, whatever happens in the long run, for this season, every single life that's touched by the ministry of Camp Gideon and the counselors and the assistants and aides and people cooking food and people they come in contact with, like, they are forever going to be grateful for this faithfulness in this season uh, with how God touches their lives this summer. So I'm, I'm excited about that, man.
1: And I'll tell you, one of my... I'll give, I'm going to give a shout out here. Yeah. You know, one of my huge inspirations and, and even just supporters of the camp has been uh, Tom Carnahan
0: mm. from
1: Winona Friends, who uh, previously was the president of the camp board. And he really, in a statement, which he'll, he'll say over and over again, but this past year, I just kind of had this aha moment. And Tom frequently will make this comment of if one child gets saved Mm -hmm. this year because we have camp, it is worth it. Mm -hmm. And you know, I had this aha moment this year of saying, and I could pose this question to you if I said, Brian, would you pay ten thousand dollars if you knew a person would receive Christ and be with Mm -hmm. you in heaven? Would you raise work, do whatever Mm. you could to make that $10,000 to pay, knowing that that child would believe in Jesus. Right. Like, no doubt. Everybody like, I'm like, yeah, I would, I would absolutely work Mm. to the grindstone to make sure that I could put that um, together. And you're like, it's a no brainer for us to say, well, yeah, if I knew that that was a 100% like the case. And that's the (laughs) thing is that Kids and people are changed every year in these seasons of camp ministry. And here's the here's the aha moment that I had. Right, so Lucas, who is our camp director for this year, uh, we're talking, we're chatting as a board, and we just had our first camp of the year, adventure camp.
0: Mm. And
1: he goes, "Hey guys, a child received Christ today." Oh wow! And like,
0: fantastic. Tom, Uh,
1: sorry, (laughs) Tom Carnahan's words go through my brain.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Of no matter how much money we spend or time we spend or effort we put into it, it's all worth it if that one kid receives Christ. And here's Lucas going, hey, guys, we just finished our first camp and we had a new child who came to camp, received Christ.
0: Mm, Beautiful.
1: And you go... That's what it's all about.
0: Yeah. And also, like, we we can't underestimate the impact of the disciples and the reach that these kids have when they leave camp. Mm-hmm. When they have connected with God, they've connected with other believers, other counselors and leaders that have poured into their lives over the week and just hung out with them and they developed a relationship with, like, that fuels and sustains... Kids to live a certain way and to be excited about Jesus, and frankly probably to be a lot bolder in their faith than a lot of us adults are, you know we've got more maturity and you know um, but they they leave these camps and they're excited. My son came home talking not just about shooting bow and arrow, which is his favorite now he's an archery you know, um, but, or having a big bonfire played in, playing capture the flag with the big kids, you know, um, he, he came away talking about what he learned about God too. And the relationships that he built and, uh, the people that impacted his life, you know, we just took our kids to VBS at Canton first friends, uh, cause they're close to our house and do a great job with VBS and Megan, uh now now chance megan recently married was the director last year and um she spent some time with brody while i was leading the men and, and boys in the discussions and stuff and it was great megan impacted his life um tremendously and he still asks about her and when he saw her at vbs gave her a big hug and was so excited to see her um and it was it's great so uh, let me ask you this, man, so the impact that's fantastic. I want to celebrate the one new life uh brought to Jesus Christ. That is fantastic. thank you, Jesus, for that um, uh, what What can people expect this year as far as programming um or what can they do because I think I think there might be people man that have no idea they can rent the camp that they can come and have retreats there. Um, or have even a special event there uh, of some kind. So tell us about the programming for the camp this year, but also how else can the camp be used for people to enjoy it?
1: Right. So the majority of this summer, our um, summer kids programming is we're pretty much through it. So we're like in the last week of our summer kids programming, but the typical, the typical summer, we will have five to six weeks of summer programming for children's ministries, adventure, adventure camp. We did survival camp uh, mm. this year, which was all about being in the outdoors and starting fires and cooking <laughs> and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, but uh, we do fall son camp, mother daughter camp. Um, so a lot of uh, Gideon Go Serve uh, camp, which is a, a local outreach into the Salineville community, which is the neighboring town to where Camp Gideon is at. And so we have programming from, you know, young kids all the way down to kindergarten, first grade, all the way up to uh, 12th grade uh, through our summer summer camp programming. Uh, but then in addition to that, like you mentioned, you just brought up Camp First Friends. Camp First Friends is a huge uh, family retreat that they do down at Camp mm-hmm. Gideon. Uh, where where they come down as church families and spend the time to have some Sabbath rest, to have some revival time, to focus on prayer, uh, quiet time together. We have several churches who rent the camp to do their own local women's uh, retreats there. Uh, We started uh, incorporating a few sports camps throughout the year into our programming. For those that don't know, we do have a full-size soccer field uh, at the camp. And uh, we'd like to get the baseball field back to Mm. uh, being being set up as well. But um, so we do have uh, room for football as well as uh, soccer at the camp. And uh, we rent, honestly, year round to churches. And I think that's one of the things that, like you said, people people don't realize that this resource isn't just about, hey, we're going to do summer camp for kids, it is available to churches. And so we yeah. have winter retreats uh, that are there as well. And uh, the camp board itself, then we are working towards developing uh, some of our own kind of key events. As we go, we had a, a summer concert there at the beginning of the year to kick off in a time uh, of prayer, as well as just worship and, and a chance to get together and have some ice cream and fun stuff. We've got a 5k coming up actually this Weekend, so nice. I would encourage you if you are a runner or you'd like to just come out to support the camp, or you just want to walk. Uh, we also have a kids run, but those are events that we want to get the church body together. So it does help to raise funds uh, for the camp. But our trail system is just phenomenal, and so why not take advantage of that and come out yeah. and take the time to go through the trails? And uh, and so we're looking at uh, planning. A uh, a winter retreat there. There's some phenomenal sled riding hills. So we'd like to do a large <laughs> church event where we can get together, even in just the the winter and spend some time uh, together as well. So there's there's a ton of stuff that we we want to get going, but it all comes down to you know this is a resource for the churches. Whether you need Sabbath, whether you need revival, whether you just need some mm-hmm. retreat time, um, you know the the camp is available and and one of the one of the people taking advantage of that, and honestly our own denomination, but Jeremy Davis, who's, who's youth pastor here, is organizing a student leadership retreat. And so the camp has been working together with Jeremy as well as Dave Mercadante nice. to put together this training re- retreat for young people who are going to be future leaders of the church to focus on discipleship and evangelism and their own spiritual growth. And so we're excited about that, which is coming up yearly meeting. Uh, weekend. So it's starting a couple of days, starting on Thursday before yearly meeting, and we'll conclude with those young leaders actually coming and being a part of yearly meeting as oh, well. Fantastic, so that's a man. part of the leadership development is connecting with leaders there. And so the camp is all about uh, building disciples and working with the churches and being a resource. Once again, it's, it's holy ground. It is a place yeah. set apart for God's work, and it can do that in several unique ways.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a great thing to point out is um, when we ask about why why should EFCR keep supporting the camp, you know, it's just a summer thing. Well, it's not just a summer thing, and I think that's just—I think people just may not know that, may not have knowledge of that, is that there's opportunity for our local churches— to come and use the camp year-round uh, for various different things. I know as a youth pastor at Jackson Friends, I brought the youth group there several times in February. We called it February Freeze. We took advantage of that hill right by the main building there. Uh, I thought I was going to send a few kids to the ER, um, which means it's a really great hill. Uh, and we may have been building ramps and flying people into the air. Um, but so, but anyways, uh, we've had retreats there and other stuff like that meetings there and if it's if for us here here where I am in canton it's roughly about an hour drive but it is the most it's my favorite drive in this area every time i drive to um camp gideon I just enjoy the route I take and the landscape, uh, and it's a wonderful – I feel relaxed before I even get there, actually. Um, and uh, it, so it's it's well worth it. If you're within an hour or two driving for sure, even longer if you're going to stay overnight or a couple nights, um, you will not be disappointed. And uh, you will enjoy the atmosphere, the hiking, um, and just the scenery altogether. Uh, so check that out. Um, get on their website, which which I'll post here or, or which I'll post in our podcast notes, but also mention before we close out. I'll also share the phone number so You can call them directly uh, with questions and to make reservations. And I'd also like to say, Matt, like um, it's pretty darn affordable, too, if you want to have a retreat there. Um, or your own little camp with your own ministry, a getaway for couples in your church, or even just for your team as a church. If you need your team to have a day or a couple days where they maybe bring their spouses along and you just hang out and fellowship, um, Camp Gideon's a great local option for that. Really encourage you to do that.
1: Yeah, and you touched on a couple of things that I'd like to remark on, if I could.
0: Yeah, please do. I actually,
1: I actually love the fact that it's half an hour to an hour away from most of our northeast Ohio churches. Yeah. So it's an hour. I'm an hour south of the mm-hmm. camp, right? And you're, you know, an hour yeah. northwest, yes. yeah, right? Yep. So the, one of the reasons that I love that is that you actually have a chance like to get away. You feel like you're getting away when you're going there. I'm going there with a specific purpose. I'm going yeah. there to relax. It's not so close that I can actually drive home. Like I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going there and I am actually physically away.
0: Yes. And so I'm focused
1: yeah. on what God is doing and and what, uh, he's he's working out in my life. I'm relaxed. It, it's mm-hmm. and so I, I think part of that is actually a, a blessing. Like that portion of property um, that that the denomination, you know, received however many years ago. You know, I think that is kind of part of of the blessing of it is that it's close enough to be very usable, but it's actually far enough away to actually give you some Sabbath rest and yeah. focus with where you're at. So I, I think that's awesome. But uh and the other this thing you cell phone
0: coverage is very spotty too. So if you yeah. really need to get away and you <laughs> well I need to
1: burst yeah. your bubble on that. I was really disappointed because uh <laughs> you used to have to stand. I, I would I would you know I would tell people ten bucks I'll tell you where you can stand at the camp <laughs> to get cell phone reception. <laughs> But uh, I think they must have opened up a new tower. So the oh, cell phone really? reception is drastically better there now okay. than it was a year okay. two ago. Well, which, was actually my... <laughs> disappointing, which was disappointing for me because it used to be oh, sorry, I don't get phone calls at camp.
0: Right. You know, but, but now well, there's this... pretty
1: pretty decent coverage Exercise
0: there, self-control and restraint if you need to. Turn it on yeah. airplane <laughs> mode or yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Go ahead, brother.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, it you talked a little, you know, just about the trails and that t- I mean, the outdoors there is just is beautiful. So, uh, there, you know, fishing and the archery and uh, the the lake And hiking the trails and we just have an old school, you know, very safe. It gets inspected every year. The ropes course out in the woods, uh, low ropes course out there. And it's just awesome being outside and experiencing uh, the nature aspects of that stuff. And it's like my kids, like I don't get out fishing a ton, Mm -hmm. but we go to Camp Gideon. They're like, can we go to the lake? Let's go down fishing. (laughs) And it's just like, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. We can. Let's let's head out there. (laughs)
0: Awesome, man. well, tell us um what are some of the camp's needs? How can people pitch in and help? Um, what can we do to be a part of what God is doing at Camp Gideon?
1: Yeah, well, so one of the things you mentioned is just how affordable the camp is, and we we try to do that on on purpose. I mean, we want people to be able to use the camp. This is our resource. Now we do have to, we do have to charge something to be able to play the people that are down there cooking and and the counselors and the staff and the people that we have out there. And predominantly when you come to camp, that is what you're paying for. You know, we're right. not making a ton of money. We're, we're covering the, the resources that we need to, to keep the camp open while, while you're there essentially. And so it is, is very affordable. And so obviously finances is, is one of the things we, we are supportive basically, you know, fully on, on donations. And so, um, you know, it is vital for, for churches that use the camp, you know, we would love for you to, to come, you know, throw the camp in your, in your yearly budget and say, yes, we believe that this is a unique and important ministry uh, to our denomination as well. And so we would like to to support it with you know a yearly donation from our church. We'd like to open it up for any individuals. And we've tried to make that easy. You know, we just um this year created and, and got up and running an online donation, which you can do through through our website. We have you know, we have text giving now, which a lot of churches are going to. And we're trying to make it simple for anybody who wants to support or wants camp to be a part of, of your normal tithes or offerings. You know, we want to make that easy for you to do, but we're essentially fully supported uh, by, you know, churches and individuals who are donating towards um, the camp. Now, we do receive a portion um, of of gas and oil money from the denomination, so I don't want to act like the denomination doesn't
0: uh, help to support
1: the camp, but that it has been so inconsistent and has dropped down so significantly over the past couple of years um, that you know that we're we're not even close to being able to operate um, with any of those type of finances. So we're dependent on you. We're dependent on yeah. on on you using the camp, uh, on you helping to support the camp, and um, we we are trying to do a few events uh, that help with that fundraising. But so that's that's the first you know key key portion. Without money, we we can't operate the camp. Um, But maybe even more so than that is, is just getting involvement. So it's been rough this year, just because we we didn't know where we stood with the camp, we started late this year, we had a, you know, a new team of, of directors, a new team of staff, everything is kind of being built new this year, but for anybody who has a passion for camping ministry and would like to be involved, you can call me. Um, call, <laughs> let us let us know how you can be involved because we need everything from um, people who are willing to come down and cook for camps and us making sure that uh, we have the proper certifications for mm-hmm. those people that come and cook. So there are a lot of restrictions for us. You know, we have certified lifeguards certi- you know certified cook staff. We do get EPA inspections and all those type of things, just like uh, a school or a church or any other facility uh, would get inspected on. And so we every summer uh, we need people who are voluntary Uh, to be cooks, to be staff, to be counselor. And there's training uh, required for that. You know, we, we actually, you know, pay for people to go and get certified uh, to be a lifeguard and those type of things. So, you know, people volunteering to come and serve. And even if it's coming, you know, for a week, Hey, we're sending a bunch of kids, we're sending a bunch of youth to the camp. We also have a few leaders who would like to come down and, and be there, you know, great, Come on down, go through uh, some of the the primary training points that we have uh, at the camp and come and volunteer uh, at the camp to work even with your own kids or other churches that are down there. So, uh, you know, we always need, um, you know, hands on on deck to come and, and work at the camp if that's for a week, if that's for a whole summer, you know, then we would love to just have you have you down there. And so that's another way. And, that, and the other thing with that is, you know, if you have young people in your camp who you know are, are potential leaders, uh, one of the things that we're invested in at Camp Gideon is discipleship and leadership training. Yeah. And the camp provides a unique experience for either your older high schoolers or college age or in their 20s, even uh, students who are coming down they get to be in a ministry environment that is not exactly like a church. They get new experiences. They have chances to pray, uh, to to share Christ with others, to teach through scriptures, uh, to gain experience and insights from other leaders that we have at the camp. And so we want to help develop uh, leaders in your church uh, as well. And so there's just a lot of unique opportunities. So certainly coming down and being involved at the camp is uh, is, a, is a way that we would love for, for you to be Uh, involved as well. And, uh, and then just coming, you know, supporting the camp and coming uh, to events. And certainly, uh, we covet your prayers drastically. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole, the whole reason that camp, you know, worked and happened this year was, you know, we, we give God all the glory, you know, Mm -hmm. to go back and not to repeat myself a bunch, but it was like, we don't have any people, we don't have (laughs) any money, we don't have any time, uh, is this really going to work? And yeah. lo and behold, it did. Yeah, And, and we've been able to, to, to not just survive, but also to minister greatly into people's lives, uh, throughout this summer so far yeah. for a lot of big things, uh, coming up. So
0: awesome, man, that's so good. Praise, praise be to God for that. And all glory and honor to him, um, for that. And, uh, Matt, thank you for your efforts and the board of directors' efforts and all of the counselors and cooks and everybody that's volunteering and working at Camp Gideon uh, this year. everybody behind the scenes, the the uh, the people that give faithfully to Camp Gideon, uh, the churches that support Camp Gideon. Uh, and uh, it is this is a unique thing for us as Eastern Region to have this property in this camp. And, uh, it's pretty cool that God has been blessing it this year with this step of faith with, you know, like you said, not enough resources. Sounds like some other stories we read of occasionally in the Bible where they had nothing except for what was in their hands. And, um, God said, that's all you need. Cause I am the great, I, I am who I am. I'm the great, I am, you know, like, like it's, he's, he's the one who provides all that. And so, thank you, God, for being Jehovah Jireh for Camp Gideon this summer. We pray that that continues, Um, and uh, we know. Like I'm just Matt, super thrilled to hear of the salvation that you talked about that Lucas got to share with um, you guys. That that is fantastic. That's what it's all about. That is why Camp Gideon exists, is to build the kingdom of God, to give people the opportunity to encounter God and His beautiful creation, but also encounter other believers who are passionate about Him, and build relationships and see the light and hope of Christ in their counselors and the other kids they're interacting with. And man, uh, God God is expanding His kingdom and has—there's many people throughout Eastern Region and beyond— that have been deeply impacted by Camp Gideon. I know I have talked to many, many people, people that have been in youth groups I've been a part of um, and throughout the region, that Camp Gideon played an instrumental part of their spiritual development and impact.
1: And I got to tell you, there's actually, it's been really interesting this year that, um, you know, it it has been a struggle and a lot of hard work to make things happen, but God has even started to open up some new doors in what is Mm -hmm. happening. So I think for the first year ever, we were actually able to connect with two local public school districts Wow! to let them know about all of our camp programming and started to have students coming out of those school districts who either didn't go to any church um, or they weren't necessarily um, involved in a friend's church And right. so God kind of opened doors for us to connect with some of these local schools and we actually started to see some kids from those local schools as well. And so it's almost like we as friends you know talk about being, hey, we're on the multiplication podcast, right? So our the camp that we support as friends churches now is even starting to spread into the local community. Mm-hmm. That's where exciting. the camp is, and so God has opened even some new doors this year that haven't been opened before, and so wow. you know we just want to keep going with with what's happening.
0: Fantastic! That is such that's just a step of faithful, faithful, faithful God we serve as we step out in faith and trust Him. He is so faithful, and man, I got goosebumps just thinking about that, Matt. That is fantastic, and so. Let let me, Matt, thanks for joining us today, for sharing your heart for uh, uh, God's people and for the lost, but for Camp Gideon specifically. You're obviously passionate about God, how God uses Camp Gideon and other camps like this to impact and inspire younger generations of believers. And I just want to take a moment to encourage the people of EFCER as we close out our podcast today. And, and our leadership and pastors, if you're a pastor of, an, of a, a friend's church here in the Eastern Region, or maybe even beyond if this podcast happens to reach you, I just want you to consider an example. Um, I've, I've had the privilege of being in a relationship with pastors from the nation of Albania for uh, just over three years, and I've been able to hear their stories in their heart for their nation And these pastors are literally first-generation Christians in their country. Communism fell in the 90s, and these men were some of the first to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior as missionaries began began to come into their nation freely uh, without fear of being put in prison or killed. Uh, Their target for evangelism and outreach and disciple-making efforts are largely aimed at the younger generations. And the reason being they realize they don't, if they don't effectively impart the gospel and make true disciples who will make disciples, that their generation could be the beginning of Christian, not only the beginning of Christianity in their nation, but also the last. And they are intent on doing whatever they can to reach the younger generation because they want to see their kids and their children's children continue the work of building the kingdom of God, one heart and life at a time and that's really what we're talking about here with Camp Gideon one heart in life at a time making disciples planting seeds watering seeds seeing young people come to faith in Jesus helping them grow teaching them how to impact the world around them for the sake of the gospel that happens in unique ways at, at places like Camp Gideon and we are i i I personally am just so thrilled to hear about What God is doing this summer, what new doors he's opening, and um, if you'd like to learn more about Camp Gideon, how you can be a part of reaching the next generation with the hope of the gospel... Um, or you want to rent Camp Gideon and have a retreat or a getaway and have some fun with your own church people or uh, your own ministries, uh, you can uh, go to their website, which is www. Dot uh, Camp Gideon. Church Center. com. You can call with questions and reservations uh, at three three zero two four seven two four seven four, and uh, you'll get to talk to a real person. If you don't get a real person, leave a message. They will call you back. Cheryl will call you back. I, I've tested it before. They always call me back if I need to leave a message. Uh, they want to hear from you. And uh, you can call them to see how you can pitch in and help and uh, also reserve the camp and see what's going on with the programming this summer. Uh, And if you'd like to learn more about ESCER, you can visit us at www.escer.org. And, Matt, before I let you go, there's one burning question in my heart. Why is purple your favorite color? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Are you really prepared for this?
0: I'm I'm ready. I'm sitting down. Yeah.
1: So so purple is the color of royalty. Do you know why it's the color of royalty?
0: Why is it the color of royalty?
1: So in ancient times, the color purple is the hardest dye to make.
0: So oftentimes
1: tr- trying to get anything purple um, you know, you start to turn things pink or it starts to fade. And so to get a deep purple dye was almost impossible. So there's a certain type of mollusk that is off the coast of the city of Tyre, right? Which you read in scripture that that city is, is mentioned a few times. And so there's like in the ancient world, there was only this one area that you could get that mollusk that would actually dye cloth purple, Hmm. And so it was so expensive to have purple ink, purple clothing or anything else that it essentially was reserved for like the wealthy elite. And that's kind of how it became the color of royalty. So oftentimes when you see ancient kings or queens or leaders, uh, they're the only ones that could afford to have purple. And so purple has always been uh, had that status symbol. Hmm. Now, right before Jesus' crucifixion, what color were the robes they put on Jesus? Purple. They were purple. So, as the soldiers and people were mocking Jesus to put the crown of thorns on him, they clothed him with the color of royalty as king. And while they mocked him and crucified him, when he rose and ascended, he will forevermore be the king, the royalty. And in addition to that, Jesus calls us the royal priesthood. Mm. So we are all princes and princesses, right? Along with the king cool. um, as the royal priesthood. Yeah. And so while we cannot afford to the color of purple mm. as royalty, he has given it to us freely. And so, I sport and wear that color purple. You can see I have a purple phone case um, because Christ has given us that royalty when we could not achieve it on our own.
0: That's really cool, brother, in a way different direction (laughs) and answer than I was anticipating. uh, (laughs) Kudos, my friend.
1: (laughs) Yeah, And long story short, there's a... um, uh, I don't know if anybody has evangelism explosion, but I have all mm. kinds of purple stuff. I have a purple thumb drive that sits on my desk. I got a purple phone. Mm. I got purple hats, purple T-shirts, all kinds of stuff. And when anybody ever, ever asked me about the color of purple, I share the gospel of That's Jesus fantastic. And crucifixion to him wearing. So it's a reminder for me that sometimes, you know, God works and I intentionally make sure that I'm focused on him by carrying around the color purple. So, you know. I'll let you use that one. If you, if any of the listeners want to start wearing purple, you, you know, feel free to use
0: that. Right. That's (laughs) man, brother. I really appreciate you, Matt. (laughs) You're, 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 you're just a good friend and a good pastor, man, who loves the Lord, your good father and husband and um, appreciate your example, brother. And just thank you again for being a part of this podcast. Until next time, everybody, for EFCR and the Multiplication Team, I'm Brian Who Keep going into all the world and make some disciples.
2: Ain't nobody going to run the race for you. Nobody really cares if you win or lose. You better wake up now. you got things to do. You'll be running around trying to find a little piece of love, a little piece of mind, but all you really done is waste your time. And everyone is going to love the way that you do it. You need to know what you want and then get to it. So go ahead and And everyone is gonna love the way that you do it